Radio Theater Project, Theater of the Mind for Today. Comedies and dramas, mysteries and science fiction, old stories and new. Radio Theater Project, Theater of the Mind for Today. Radio Theater Project presents two plays. First is a future past episode based on an H. Beam Piper story set in his tarot human future history, followed by a short children's radio player's presentation, The Frog Who Loved to Jump. Now, Expedition on Mars. It's Future Past, stories adapted for radio from the golden age of science fiction. H. Beam Piper wrote his tarot-human future history stories and novels in a time span from modern times to thousands of years in the future. This is the story of an archaeological dig on Mars where a woman searches for the omnilingual to a dead language despite the scoffing of her fellow colleagues. Here's Expedition on Mars, adapted for radio by Barry M. Putt, Jr. What's the matter? My breathing mask isn't secure. Ah, there we go. Isn't the horizon amazing? Yeah, these work hours aren't. They're worse than being in a forced labor camp back on Earth. Come on. How many people get to go to Mars, let alone be part of a first-rate archaeological team? Eh, not many. There's so much to discover here. You better hope you find it first. If Ivan does, he'll make sure his name is plastered all over the newscasts that get transmitted back to Earth. Notoriety isn't important. Knowledge is. Get a load of those old huts over there. I wonder who lived in them. And that oblong building there kind of looks like a financial center, doesn't it? It could be. Why don't we go see what they brought into the lab today? You go. I need to get something to eat first. All right. I'll see you later. Amphipologic is a more precise word to use in the article. It's too technical. People won't understand what I'm talking about. Hello, Ivan. I'm glad this lab is oxygenated. It's nice to have a break from wearing these masks once in a while. That it is. Good luck with the piece you're writing. I'm a skilled archaeologist, Marta. I don't need luck. I'm going now. Okay. Hey, Salim, what's that you've got there? A 50,000-year-old mess. I hope Asashko can find some value in it when she analyzes it. I'll bring it over to her. Danke. Do you know which building will be worked on next? I've put in orders to start on the dome-shaped one. I hope something valuable is found there. We've wasted enough time on this planet already. What do you mean? We've uncovered lots of artifacts. But they have no meaning to us. The Martian vase perished here. We have to discover what caused that. More importantly, we need to gain insight into their culture. This can only be done by finding a key to understand their language. We'll get there. I'll have Sachiko get started on this. Zanka, I'll see you later. Hi, Sachiko. Selim wanted me to... I put them on the top of the pile. That's some backlog. Tell me about it. I'd be glad to lend a hand until supper time. Sure. Where should I start? How about the piece Selim just gave you? All right. 
Hello, Martha. Sachiko told me you might still be here. These artifacts fascinate me. Commissary's closed. Really? Yeah, but I got you something to eat. Thanks. Are you getting anywhere? I've determined that this is a magazine and that this side is the cover. Huh, that's a start. But what do you make of those symbols there? Well, I'm just hypothesizing, but the long vertical ones look like vowels, and the short horizontal ones have sounds like ng or ch or sh. <laughs> You're definitely making progress, that's for sure. But there's no proof Martians actually sounded that way. It probably didn't. Without the true key to the language, you're just wasting time. Hello, Ivan. Even still, I have drawn some conclusions. So have I. You'd serve this expedition best if you stopped this foolishness or resume your duties on the dig. Oh, don't listen to him, Martha. I think you're on to something. Thanks. You got anything else? Maybe. These three words at the top of this page are over and underlined, which seems to be the Martian method of capitalization. Must had Norvud... Tadavas Sornhulva. I've seen those before. Really? Where? On some other literature, Mashar is a fairly common word and so is Norvod. The V-O-D is a suffix. Davas is a word too. And T-A is a common prefix. It's similar to German. It, it seems that when the Martians needed a new word, they just pasted a couple of old ones together. <laughs> Sounds like an etymologic nightmare to me. I'll say... Over here is the issue number, 1062. It's for Doma, which might be a Martian month. Huh, interesting. That's as far as I got. Well, keep at it. I intend to. But after you've had supper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's good to have a break. Anything exciting going on out there today? Yeah, Major Essel arrived. That's pretty much it. Is that her over there? Uh, I think so. I'd really like to meet Don't her. tell me that Dane girl actually discovered something. Yes, the name of one of the Martian months. Not Doma. How did you know? It's been on our radar forever. It's probably another wild goose chase, which is more proof that civilians shouldn't work here, especially untalented ones. No way. Come on. Excuse me, Major. I'm Martha Dane. Ah, oui. I've heard about your work. Criticized it without real knowledge is more like it. I base all my opinions on fact, Miss Dane. That's what the public wants in their newscasts, and that's what science demands in their reports, not speculation. Uh, that's Dr. Dane. So what you mean is that my work doesn't have the publicity value that digging up statues does? What I mean is you're trying to find something that doesn't exist. If one person slips up here, it could discredit the entire expedition in the public eye. I find that hard to believe. It's been proven. We'll have to wait and see just what remains to be proven, Major. Now, won't we? There's really no reason to wait. You're going to fail. That remains to be seen. It sure does. Come on, Martha. Break time's over. This place is enormous. I'll say. I'm glad we're getting the first crack at it. Me too. It has a feel like a car, doesn't it? Hmm. But the furnishings are so unusual. Look at that funky table over there. I wonder what it's made of. I'd love to test it and find out. <laughs> Always the mad scientist. Not mad, just curious. It looks like an important discovery, Sashko. I'll find some men to bring it to the lab for you. Thank you, sir. Hey, guys. Shine your lights on that wall. Where? Over there. See? No. Rick, where are you going? Don't mind him. Where in the world do you mean? 
way up there. Oh yeah, look at those funny devices. I wonder what they're used for. You got me. Hey guys, check this room out. Whoa, incredible. From the looks of it, I'd say Sachiko's right. This is a college and we're in one of the classrooms. Yeah, it could be. Look at that word mounted near the ceiling. I wonder if it's the name of the subject taught here. It might be. Hmm. Those devices we saw in the hall could be part of an AVPS system. Good deduction. You know, a 25-story building like this could easily handle 30,000 students. I don't think you know that much, Martha. Table's been moved, Sashko. Great. Why don't we spread out and search? All right. I'll take this floor. Okay, if I go with you? As long as you don't wander off again. All right, I won't. I'll look over the floor above this one. I look sober as a basement. Good. We'll meet back here at break time. Okay. So, where to first, boss? Let's head in this direction and see where it takes us. Sounds good to me. You lead the way. Feels like we've been walking forever. Tell me about it. I can't get over all the dust. It seems to be blowing in the direction we're heading. I think we found the elevators. Yeah. Look at them. They're so narrow, and there's some writing above them. I, I can't make it out, though. It looks like it says Darf, Darf Hulva. What's that mean? I'm not sure. Rick, Marta, is that you? Hello, Ivan. Yes, it's us. What are you doing here? Salim told me this building was being started on today. I wanted to see how you were progressing. Holy cow, look at that huge mural up there. Yeah, it's a group of aboriginals squatting around a fire. And over there are some hunters with bows and spears carrying an animal carcass that looks like a pig. This section has some ships with sails and an aircraft. The history must have been very important to them. I'll bet Darfulva means history. Yeah, good reasoning. The magazine in the lab was called Sornhulva. Hey, you have a word, Martha. It's a start. Hulva could mean something like science or knowledge, and Darf could mean the past. Hey, that gives you three words. You did it. Not so fast. I'll admit Hulva might be a general word, and Darf could modify it. But as for the signing of specific meanings... That's impossible, because we don't know how the Martians thought scientifically. I respectfully disagree. The proof is on these walls. The history is, not the language. I'll bet there's murals on other floors. They might give us the proof we need. Let's head to another floor. Sure, good idea. I think I'll see what the others are doing. All right, we'll see you later. Come on, Rick. Hey, Martha, you were right. There are murals here. Look! Yeah, and... There's that word again, Sornhulva, right near a room. Huh, looks like a science lab. Check out all those tubes over there. Well, if Hulva means science, then Sorn could mean matter or substance or physical object. Huh, sounds right to me. Thank goodness we lost Ivan. His problem is that he wants to be a big shot. He can't bear the thought of anyone knowing more than him. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Let's look down this way. Huh, wonder what this place was used for. Shackles, a barred door, looks like a security room. Is, is someone there? Oh, hi. Could you turn that light off, please? Sorry, Masa. Sachiko, is that you? Yes, I'm glad we met up. How's it going? We found a science lab. I found a switch system. 
It's pretty complex. Runs all along the perimeter. Really? Find any papers or pictures? Unfortunately not. Okay. Have you explored that end of the corridor yet? I was just about to. We'll join you. Look up there. Have you ever seen so many books? Never. Sachiko, can you reach them? They are too high. We'll come back. Let's see what's in this adjoining room. Ivan, what are you doing in here? Archaeological research, of course. What do you think of my discovery? It looks like a lot of broken furniture and appliances. The meaning behind them is what is important. What is that meaning? Electricity, refrigerators full of food, ovens, a water-spotted sink. It's proof life was here. It's a great start. Of course it is. We need to earthenize this building so we can begin intense study immediately. Certainly. I'm going to talk to Selim about getting the ball rolling on this earthenization. Out of my way. He sure is something. I'll say. Sorry I'm late. That's okay. Rough night? Yeah. Find anything interesting? Possibly. Like what? This room itself. Look around. It's like all the action suddenly stopped. Huh? What do you mean? Well, there's a partially cut through vase over there with a hacksaw still in it. Yeah, that's weird. And a half-written manuscript on that desk with a writing utensil beside it. It's as if the writer got up meaning to return and finish it, but never did. Huh. Where'd they go? That's the question. Confronting the answer worries me. Why is that? Well, I'm beginning to think that the Martians never left this place, that they're still here with us, watching disapprovingly. Ooh, that's kind of an eerie thought. But it's something we need to get to the bottom of. Mm, yeah. If the Martians here were the last on the planet, what happened to them? And why haven't we found their bones or a burial site? Hmm, good questions. We'll have to keep looking to find the answers. We sure will. Hi, Masa. It's been a few days. How have you been? Pretty busy. This is the first break I've had all day. Same here. Have you heard any updates on the generator installation or the oxygenation of this building? Adding air means getting the native generators to work. They tried to fix the rotors in order to install the generators, but key components were missing. Really? That explains why the Martians left. With no power, this place would be uninhabitable. True. But why does they barricade the doors from inside? Probably to keep others from breaking in and looting. Last man out must have barred the door. That was a long break. I'm entitled every so often. <laughs> I'm only joking. There's so much to look through. Martians sure were pack rats. Just like us. Mm, yeah. Hey, get a load of this. It looks like a calendar. How can you tell? Okay. It takes Mars two Earth years to go around the Sun. And this chart is divided into 11 blocks, each containing 70 sections or days. Do the math. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I knew that. One of the months is labeled Doma. Another is called Nor. That was part of the name of the scientific journal we looked at in the lab. That's right. We're getting closer. Sure are. What's in this room? I don't know. Let's go see. Hmm. The door won't budge. You sure? Maybe we can get somebody to help open it. How about that maintenance worker, Sid? He's... Masa, Lake, you won't believe it. What is it, Sachiko? Ivan found the Martians. Where? On the north side. That's wonderful. Come on, let's get over there.
Look at this place. Reporters are on their way to interview me for tonight's newscast as we speak. It certainly is an important discovery, Ivan. Mind if we step inside for a closer look? Of course not. Whoa, there's a lot of them. Looks like 18. Men and women. And they've been sitting at the table for at least 50 millennia. Whoa, they must have been partying. Look at all those cups and bottles. My suicide is more like it. Could be. There's no doubt about it. The vent over there is plugged with rags. It looks like they drank together till they passed out. But why? The only way to know that is to read up on their culture, and we can't do that now, can we? Excuse me, Dr. Fitzgerald. I'm from the newsroom. We need to interview you now in order to make the evening broadcast. Certainly. This is Dr. Ivan Fitzgerald, the researcher who recently discovered life on Mars. Doctor, how does it make you feel to find such a major discovery? Very enthusiastic about my work. You know, this is the most substantial archaeological find since Howard Carter uncovered the tomb of Tutankhamun in the 1920s. Ah, barf. Hmm. Let's find Sid and see if he can open that door. All right. I'm going to stay and look around. I'll catch up with you. Okay. We really appreciate your help, Sid. Yeah, well, how much further is it? It's right over there. Jam tight as a clam. Can we do anything? Yes, stand back. You're getting it. <sighs> Thanks. And that's all. Yeah. All right, see ya. Whoa, Martha, get a load of all this stuff. It looks like some sort of high-tech science lab. Yeah, from these diagrams, they were working on the Bohr atom. Look again. It's a uranium atom. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That means they knew about atomic energy. Oh, Sashko said I'd find you here. Made any progress yet? Hello, Salim. We're working on it. But we found some uranium. And this chart. Look at the two columns. There are 46 items in each. Uranium is near the top, probably because it's the largest of the natural atoms. 46 times 2 is 92. Yeah, that's it. There are 92 items in this chart. Hydrogen is the first on the Earth chart. Here it's called Sarfaldsorn. What's number two? Helium. Okay, that's called Tierfaldsorn. I wonder if this is a table of elements. Could be. If we could only figure out what those squiggles mean. They look like a decimal system, same as we use on Earth. Hmm. And if this is a table of elements... All we need are the numbers. Okay, 92 items numbered consecutively. The first number is the atomic number, followed by the name of the element, then the atomic weight. We know hydrogen and helium. What's Tierfaldavis, the third one? Lithium. Right, but atomic weights aren't run out past the decimal. Hydrogen's one plus. Of course. This hook symbol could be a plus sign. And... If this knife-like thing is a minus sign, hmm, the fourth element, Kiridavas, what's that? Beryllium. Right. Its atomic weight, given here as 9.02. Hey, Martha, you're reading Martian. Maybe. I don't get the two items after the atomic weight. They look like months in the Martian calendar. The information after the atomic weight should be the period and group number. But those are words. What would the numbers be for the first one, hydrogen? Period one, group one. 
One electron in the shell, one electron in the outer shell. Helium's period one, too, but it has the outer electron shell full, so it's in the group of inert elements. That's just true. Trav, trav. Trav's the first month, and helium's trav. Yenth is the eighth month. You know, the inert elements could be called group eight. And the third element, lithium, is period two, group one. That check? Yeah, that does. Sanv, trav. Sanv's the second month. What's the first element in period three? Sodium, number 11. Yeah, that's right. It's krav, trav. The names of the months are just numbers, one to 11, spelled out. Well, Doma's the fifth month. That was your first Martian word, Martha. Right, the word for five. And if dava is the word for metal, and sornova is chemistry and or physics, I'll bet tadava sornova literally translates as of metal matter knowledge. In other words, metallurgy. Hmm. I wonder if mastharnovod means something like journal or review or maybe even quarterly. It could be the year number 10. This is really it. I can't wait to see Ivan's face when he hears this. It sure will trump his news on the telecast tonight. Take it easy, guys. This is just a beginning. It'll take years before we can actually read books. It will go faster than that, Martha. All the knowledge on this planet is about to be at our fingertips. Biology, physics, and mechanics. Yeah, I better brush up on my quantum mechanics then. Hey guys, sorry for the delay. Hey, you're just in time to hear the good news. Martha discovered the key to reading Martian. Really? Yeah, it's all based on the table of elements. Wonderful. But how do you know their table is anything like ours? We've tested them, and they're both identical. You really did it, Martha. It looks like physical science is a universal language. Now we can uncover the mysteries of this planet. We certainly can. And it's all thanks to you, Martha. It's all thanks to you. This has been Future Past, radio adaptations from the golden age of science fiction, presenting Expedition on Mars by H. Beam Piper. Adapted for radio from the short story Omnilingual by Barry M. Putt, Jr. In the cast were Claudia Cimini as Martha Dane, Dave Johnson as Rick Iverson, Michael O'Reilly as Evan Fitzgerald, Amanda Zentz as Major Isil, Mana Kirita as Sachiko Korimitsu, Carl Walyukonis as Selim von Olmhorst, Joseph McGuire as Sid Chamberlain. Other parts played by members of the cast. I'm your announcer, Janice Gage. Edited by Jay Charles. Theme music for Future Past by Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Produced by Joseph C. McGuire. Recorded at KSVR Studios. This is a Radio Theater Project presentation. The Children's Radio Players is a group dedicated to performing radio plays for the young. This time, a story about growing up. Here's The Frog Who Loved to Jump. Jack the Jumper is a young, strong frog who lives by the pond with his mother. He loves to jump very high and sometimes gets into trouble, landing in tree branches and such, when he's not a tree frog at all. Jack's mother loves to tell him stories, but he's so jumpy and fast, sometimes she likes to tease him and slow him down a bit. She loves the little jumper and wants him to do some things all by himself, 
but she also wants him to learn things and to be safe. Let's peek in and see what story she's telling him today. Come on over here, through this grass here. Shh, we'll just squat down on these stones. Now, don't get your feet wet. Mama, tell me a story. Tell it now. Tell me about when I was little. Come on, tell me. Tell me. Now, now, Jack, that was a long, long time ago. Let me see if I can remember. Well, when you were little, if I remember right, you were nothing like you are now. Really? Now I'm a big boy and I can jump over anything. I can catch the fastest fly and I can swim all the way across the pond. But when you were first hatched, you couldn't jump at all. Oh, really? And... You didn't even like to eat flies when you were little. Oh, really? That's weird, because flies are my all-time favorite, great favorite. And even though you could swim, you never wanted to. You just clung in a close, tight group with all your brothers and sisters. The whole bunch of you were so timid. You stuck to the edge of the pond and nibbled on moss all the time. Ew, that's gross. Why would I eat moss? Yuck, are you sure? Yes, son, I'm quite sure. In fact, this will surprise you. You weren't even green back then. No? Yes. Really? It's true. You were black, just like your brothers and sisters. And if one of you moved, the rest of you moved right along with them, always together. Well, that's weird, too. Because I'm very independent now, right? I mean, I'm really brave. And I love to go everywhere and higher and higher and higher and jump to the sky all by myself. I'm never afraid now. Yes, son, I'm glad you like to do things. But, you know, sometimes it would be good to look before you leap, you know, maybe have a plan. Well, and sometimes ask for help or, you know, be careful. Oh, mom, tell me more. Tell me more. Was I cute? Was I strong? Was I smart? Hmm, let's see now. You can remember, Mama. Think about it. Tell me. Tell me. Well, I seem to remember a boy with a tail. A what? A tail? I I don't have a tail, do I? (laughs) No, dear, not anymore. All the tail got used up to grow your four legs and your handsome webbed feet. What? I didn't have any feet? Nope. Not at first. But you didn't need them as a baby. Babies don't walk, and you were quite happy in the water in a cluster of babies. But but, uh, did, how did I swim without webbed feet? The tail, silly, remember? Wow, being a big boy sure is different from being a baby, isn't it? Well, Jack, that's true. In some ways, it's very different. You move differently and talk differently, and you need someone to take care of you all the time when you're a baby. And when you're a big boy, you jump strong and high and swim strong and swift. Do everything for yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, not everything, Jack. You know, even when you're a big boy or old, say, as old as a mama even, you still need others to share memories with, to cuddle with, to have fun with, and to teach each other. Well, I suppose that's true, Mama. At least you taught me something, and I couldn't remember being a baby, but now that I remember... If you forget sometime, I can tell the story. And I do like cuddling sometimes, but I also have a lot of fun this morning with you. And you haven't even been jumping around much or swimming at all. See you later, Mama. 
I'm going to catch some juicy flies. See you later, sweetheart. Have fun. This has been Radio Theater Project, an anthology of modern radio theater, presented by KSVR Studios. Radio Theater Project. Theater of the mind for today.